Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Jerry's World is brought to you by Less Is More Events. Get live. Welcome to Jerry's World. Welcome to Cherry's World Podcast. So my homie is here today. You might know him from movies like Coach Carter or TV shows like One Tree Hill. And no, I'm not talking about my brother this time. I am talking about a man who has a new movie coming out this week called Hard Kill. His name is Texas Bat. This is Cherry's World. Making Memory Sale Series. It's a sale that allows families and people in our communities in any city, state, or showtime to attend a series of events at a lower price than most, such as like the Trolls Live, Disney on Ice, the Universal Soul Circus, concerts, sports, and more. Contact Less Is More Events at 202-930-3533. Again, that's 202-930-3533. Visit the website, getlimetickets.com. They're on social media, Facebook, IG, Twitter. Less is more events. Get out and lime. If you're listening to Cherry's World Podcast on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, please give us a five star. Let us know what you think. Leave us a review. I want to hear from you. Thank you. Would you like to advertise on Cherry's World and have your product placed on Cherry's social media for the world to see? Email us now at cherriesworldpodcast at gmail.com for low introductory rates. Cherry's World Podcast. Get heard. Welcome to Cherry's World. 
I am happy to show you guys the best thing to come out of 2020. It's called the Stress Phone. It's a cool new stress reliever with a digital link to the Emotional Healing Box. You can get yours today at StressPhone.com. And by the way, the Stress Phone is a Black-owned business. So let's pop into it. You and I have had these conversations about entertainment, right? Right, right. What made you leave your hometown of Austin, Texas? We can see the horns coming out the back of the boy's head. You already know. <laughs> you know, I um, when I graduated school, I didn't know what I was going to do. So I ended up going to California and, um, you know, taking care of my auntie in Mo Val, Marino Valley. So upon me doing that, um, I was approached at, uh, you know, back then I used to attend those uh, college fraternity parties. So I was uh, approached by a man named Sam Bowie out of Dallas. And uh, he's the one that actually got this whole modeling thing going with entertainment. I didn't know nothing about it. You know, he came up to me at the, at the party. He was like, oh my God, like you should, you should so model, take my card. I'm like, dude, who are you, man? You know, young Texas back in the day. So I'm like, no, man, I'm good. Like, I don't, I don't float that way. You know what I mean? He was like, no, no, no. I want to shoot you. Like, you know, it'd be perfect. Like come by the studio. So I didn't pay him no mind. I let it go. Three weeks later, I went to another one at Prairie View and he was there. He's like, yo, you didn't call me. Like, I'm serious. Like, you can bring a friend, blah, blah, blah. So I said, okay, cool. Me and my homeboy Atiba went down there to a studio. Sure enough, the brother was legit, you know? So then one thing led to another. He photographed me, uh, submitted me for uh, uh, S. <laughs> S Carol Pro style back in the day. <laughs> uh, I ended up doing that. And then he said, whenever, when, as soon as you graduate, come by, we can start something up. So I said, all right, bet. But um, that's when I went to Cali. He's the one that actually started the whole process of the industry thing. Sherry, I didn't, I didn't have nothing to do with it. You know, I, I was blessed and lucked up to be on my first movie, Coach Carter, where I met your brother, Twan, and Twan, Twan schooled me in so many ways that it helped me in this journey. You know, that's why he'll be my brother for life, man, because uh, he's the one that really set the tone for me. <laughs> Aw, that is so cute. What was your Coach Carter interview like? It was a basketball audition with 300 people over there at North Hollywood High School playing basketball, you know, and I got the audition and we see, first off, they didn't even tell us that it was going to be a Coach Carter movie. We didn't know it was going to be a Paramount movie. We just thought it was going to be a commercial for Carmelo Anthony at that time. So I was excited about that. So they start doing cuts from 300 to 200 to 100. Next thing you know, it's 30 brothers in there. And they gave me sides. Now, Sherry, I didn't know what the hell sides was. You see what I'm saying? So, well, Courtney, wait. Huh? can you tell Courtney what they are? Courtney, so look, man, when you audition for stuff, they give you these sides. Now, sides are like, you know, three, four, five pages of the script that you're actually going to be shooting, you know, if you get the job. A brother didn't know that. So when they had me this one piece of paper of sides, I looked at it like, Okay, for basketball, like, you guys want us to say some stuff? Like, I'm like, all right, cool. Um, casting gave us the, the sides. We went down to the casting office, which I've never been to a casting office before. And uh, I went in. I met, you know, Sarah Fan and Randy Hiller. And they were like, yeah, hey, Texas, you know, we, we got the notes. You play well in basketball. Just, just, just be yourself. Just read these sides, Courtney. It was only like six lines, brother. But I didn't know <laughs> what, what to do. So I'm, And I didn't. I didn't study it. I didn't memorize it. You know, I just went in there and started looking at the paper and I was so green and, and gummy that I didn't know what I was doing. So they stopped me. It was like, look, Texas, your personality, we love it. You know, why don't you just, just be yourself. You know what? 
forget the paper. Act like we're having a conversation. I'm going to be your coach. And what would you do in these situations? So, you know, according to me, brother, I'm an athlete. Cool, no problem. So they start doing that, right? I'm reading back with them. They're like, yes, that's what we want. Do that, but just add the lines that you see. I'm like, oh, okay, can you give me a minute? They gave me five minutes. I went out, other brothers outside reading their lines, whatever, whatever. I come back in and I just knock it out, man. Like, next thing you know, I get a call back, <laughs> which I didn't know what that shit was. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> so I get the call back and that's when I meet the director, Thomas Carter, man. And then from there, they just mold me, man. Like, I, I remember when I first saw your brother, when I first saw your brother, I remember it was at the mixing match. Uh, and I saw him, I'm like, wait a minute, that's Drano? Like, oh, damn, <laughs> Drano. And then, and then I see Rick Gonzalez. I'm like, yo, that's the kid from, that's Rick from old school. So I'm, I'm, I'm tripping, you know, like, I don't even know what's going on right now. I don't know where I'm at. <laughs> so yeah, it, it, it goes from that to end up going to the lot on Paramount, sitting down with these guys that I saw growing up. And then my name, <laughs> my name was Maddox at the time. And then the producers come in, Brian Robbins and Mike Tolan, they come in and they go, welcome to the first reading, blah, blah, blah. No one knew who the star was gonna be. So we were waiting for Mr. Sam Jackson to come in. So when he comes in, my mouth dropped. Courtney, I, drew, I, I said, uh, <laughs> this ain't no basketball um, commercial. It was Sam Jackson, man. And they said, congratulations, welcome to the, you know, the cast of Coach Carter. It was beneath me, man. I didn't know what. Juan <laughs> told me specifically, he said, look, he said, stay by me in every scene. You're going to be all right. Because Juan was one of the main leads. So I'm like, cool. I stayed by him, Sherry. I stayed by him the whole movie. So a brother is supporting. I only have like two lines in the movie. But I'm in every damn scene because I stay with two Man, yes. Say that again, Cherry. Say that again. You were in every scene. And you, you would think I was a lead, right? I thought so. <laughs> right. I stayed by Twan. <laughs> That's my move. Man. Uh, Twan, we had Twan, uh, he gave us some uh, good stories about Sam Jackson. Uh, can you give us one? Being oh, on set with Sam? Yeah. <laughs> so... My my story with Sam is okay. So my first scene with Sam on that movie, Courtney, I was uh, they wrote it in for me, so I kind of earned it. So for, we, it was a four month shoot, one month of basketball training, which was awesome, and then three months of shooting. After we got into like maybe the fifth or sixth week of shooting, the writer, you know, Mark Swan was like, you know what, we're gonna throw we're gonna throw Texas a couple lines. So the rewrites came in, you know, these different color sheets and everything, which are rewrites, which I didn't know. I learned that on the go. So when I get the different colors, you know, when I go to the trailer in your room, you, you see these rewrites. I'm like, what is this? Like, uh, they're different colors. Like, are we supposed to read this? I go to Twan's trailer. Twan, yo, what is this, man? Like, he said, yo, these are rewrites. Like, you got to go through it. It's your job to go through the rewrites and make sure on the day there's no changes. I said, oh, okay. So then I'm there with him in the room. He's like, yeah, let's go through it and let's see if they match up with the regular script. Sure enough, it didn't match up because my name, Maddox, is right there with Sam Jackson, the coach, Carter, and I have three, four lines now. Courtney, Jerry, my heart dropped. I'm like, oh, 
I'm about to shoot with Sam. Nervous, shaking, cotton mouth coming on. Oh my goodness. So I said, uh, Twan, I'm about to shoot with Sam. He said, man, you better get on it. You better learn them lines. I'm like, okay, okay. So I learned the lines, I think, right? I think I'm cool. I get on the set. Sam does one rehearsal. You better be ready. I didn't know that. You better be ready. He do one rehearsal and then we shooting. So I do the rehearsal and I'm nervous. <laughs> so I'm, I'm shaking, I'm not natural. Sam is looking at me like, I've been rehearsing over when he goes, is this an R-rated uh, version or what? what what's yeah, the show? Yeah, you can say what you want. Okay, so, so he looks at me, he goes, motherfucker, are you okay? <laughs> I go, of course you do. Right? I go, I said, sir? He said, no, motherfucker, don't call me sir. He said, are you okay? I said, no, man, I'm not, I'm nervous. He said, fuck you nervous for? He said, you here, ain't you? I said, yes. He said, you shooting with me, ain't you? I said, yes. He said, you know your lines? I said, yes. He said, what the fuck to be nervous for then? He said, look, spit this shit out so we can get on out of here today on. He said, you good. Just act like you being coached. I go, okay, okay, okay. He said, it ain't nothing to be scared of. He said, you here now? Oh, that shit's over with. I said, all right, yeah, you're right. He said, I know I'm right, motherfucker. Let's go, let's shoot. <laughs> hey, well, did y'all really have to do any of those suicides and push-ups and all that stuff? Yes, Courtney. I mean, come on. Hey, man, I'm not, look, we had, so the rehearsals, so the month of rehearsing of the basketball scenes, they wanted us to really be out of breath. They wanted us to, to, to you know, have the shirts off. They wanted, they wanted the real physicalness of how it would be running suicides. But if you see in the movie, I ain't, I ain't, I'm, I'm not doing them hard like that because I chose my character to be the lazy one. The lazy one. <laughs> yeah. Creative choice. <laughs> a choice, and you know what? It worked because we supposed to be naughty boys on the set. Man, I was naughty. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of good. Uh, did you did you get a chance to meet Ashanti as well? Of course, yeah. Met everybody on the set, man. Ashanti, yeah, we was cool uh, on the day. But you know, when your first movie, you don't really know what to expect, man. Like you know, you 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 see someone like Ashanti and Sam. Um, you know, Ashanti at that time was popping. You know, she was she was on she was on fire, right? So they like, yeah, let's go ahead and and book her. It made sense, you know, back then. She's gonna bring her fan base. Um, I remember the first time I talked to her, man. I it was she was just cool. She had that thick accent, that East Coast accent, and uh, she came and introduced herself. We I introduced myself back, and she was like, "Text." She said, "Okay, yeah, okay, that's what's up." You know, to me, Ashanti's like a she might be a female. She like a dude. Like she like. She like cool like that, you know what I mean? Like she'll chop it up with you like it ain't nothing and give you a pound like, what's up my G, like all that. So <laughs> it threw me off a little bit, but no, I met her. She was cool down to earth. She wanted to learn. It was her first movie too. So um, okay. yeah, so she had a lot of, uh, she had her peoples there, you know, her moms and she had an acting coach there as well. So she was covered. But someone like myself, man, it was just me. And then without Twan, man, pulling me along and showing me the ropes, but I don't even know how I, I don't even know how I got through it. That's how I fell in love with acting. But you, Go ahead. I was going to say, you obviously did a great job, though, because the writer, Mark Schwann, later had you at One Tree Hill. Man, I didn't even... Thank you, Cherry, for bringing that up. I didn't even... So, 
so Courtney, what she's basically saying is, brother, I, 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 I did my thing on the set, right? I was on, Twan told me, he said, look, don't, don't be late. He said, these people are paying you to, to, to act right and work. He said, don't you ever be late. He said, if your call time's eight o'clock, brother, you get there at 7.30, it's okay. So I'm like, okay, I was never late. Um, I, I did my thing. Um, and then like Cherry said, man, I, <laughs> next thing you know, we get through shooting Coach Carter. I get, my agent calls me and was like, hey, yo, you know One Tree Hill? I'm like, yeah, like that's the show my guy's on. He said, well, they want to book you without no audition or anything. I said, what? He says, yeah, man, I just got off the phone with the producers. They want to book you on a recurring role. You, you know, they fly, they fly you out next week, North Carolina. I said, what? And uh, she's right, man. Like you, you do some, you know, you do good work and, and you do your job. Producers see you. They see what kind of dude you are. And honestly, that's where most of my work have been in this career so far is me having good relationships with other producers and such, man. And yeah, they brought me back, man. I was, I was on One Tree Hill and uh, shot it with my boy. And uh, that was a great experience too because that was my first time ever leaving out of you know, Cali at that time and shooting something out of state. Oh, that was beautiful, man. That was a real good scene. <laughs> we shot like, how many episodes I do? Three? Yeah, two or three. So yeah, that was fine. This is Cherry's World. All right, let's take some time out to talk about one of our new sponsors this week. Do you know anyone with less than perfect credit and looking to make an additional income working from home? Then you need to talk to Herschel Miller. In less than five minutes, learn how to change your financial future forever. Go to financialeducationservices.com and use the promo code CHERRY. You can reach Herschel direct at 480-453-9345 or by email at teamdestiny623 at gmail.com. Follow Herschel on Instagram at Mr. H. Miller. Get ready to change your financial future forever. Being Antoine's little sister, um, watching your growth is so amazing. I've become a fan of you as a man because you've always been nothing but a gentleman, but I've become a fan of your work. Okay. And so you're welcome to watch these transitions. Courtney, just to let you know, brother, man, he, he's talking about his humble beginnings, but he got 31 acting credits now. That's amazing. I don't even know how I get that. <laughs> it's phenomenal because it pretty much every year since you started working, you've been able to maintain a job, which is almost unheard of. You are a part of those 2%. There's 2% of working actors in the world. That's crazy. People don't get to see, no, it is crazy. And I'm just bringing it up because I know that everybody doesn't understand it. And I want you to realize how blessed and how amazing and how talented you really are. Because if only 2% of us are working, you guys only see this man's wins. You don't see the auditions that he goes on that he doesn't get. Statistically, they say we get one job out of 100. So that's a lot of doors closed before somebody says yes, but his statistics are better than that. Because since, what, when did you guys do Coach Carter? 2005? 2005. <laughs> 2005, it is now 2000, 2020, and this man has 31 acting credits. Like, I gotta give it up to you and just say bravo, bro. I'm proud. Thank you, sir. 
it has been a journey, man. It's uh, I have been very blessed to be able to to work because they do say, you know, it's it's a working actor, you know, Courtney, someone that makes their living off doing this business. Basically, um, I haven't I haven't known anything but this business. Like I don't even know what I would what I would fall back on. Well, that's not true. I mean, I love coaching kids. I like giving back to kids and stuff like that. So I'll probably be a coach or, you know, full time with, uh, with my foundation. But other than that, um, she's right, man. It, it's, it's, it's a grind and the doors, so many auditions, Cherry knows this and, and so many no's um, and we get reject, you know, you go to these testings and all that. And yeah, it's only between you and such and such. And next thing you know, ah, they're going to go with such and such. And, you know, and you see the numbers when you sign the damn testing contract, you're like, Ooh, okay. We could be making that. But, um, but yeah, it's, you know, it, it, it is what it is. You know, you, you, you open one door, you walk through it. Uh, Twan told me, he says, look, man, <laughs> and he put it so bluntly, you know how your brother is, Jerry. He says, if CBS fucking with you right now, I go, no. He says, well, fuck them. Go to NBC. He said, if NBC fucking with you right now, I go, no. He says, well, fuck them too. Go to Paramount. He said, they, somebody going to hire you. He said, you just keep on doing what you do. Somebody going to hire you. He told me, he says, it ain't about booking a job, Tex. See, you, sometimes you go in and you, you want it too much. He says, man, look them in their eyes and your head and go, fuck y'all. I'm here. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And I'm going to leave. He said, it ain't about booking the job, young bro. He says, it's about making an impression. He said, you think I get every damn job I go out for? You think I get? No. He says, but I know I'm good. He says, shit, no one can tell me I ain't good. <laughs> he says, so go in. Huh? You sound like you. Man. He says, go in, make the impression, and leave. He said, fuck all that small talk. He said, if they want to talk to you, let them open their mouth and make the conversation. If not, go in there, do your job, thank you, and be out. Next. I'm like, damn, he right about that. <laughs> like, just do that. I've been doing it ever since. So, yeah. Oh, <laughs> it reminds me of uh, OG, he died. He told me, you sound like, this is not the same thing, but you sound just like what he told me when I <laughs> first got out of high school. He said, let me tell you something, young man. If a motherfucker can't put money in your pocket or pussy on your dick, you don't need him. Fuck him. <laughs> That's and I've been living by that <laughs> all my life. <laughs> I told that when I was 18. <laughs> I probably got to edit that for the show. But that's, right, right, right. that's funny. And that's that's my brother. That's something my brother would say. He <laughs> <laughs> sounded just like him. He <laughs> sounded just like him. It's just real, man. Like, like, I have kept people in my circle, only the ones that are true and real. You know what I mean? Um, he's one that will always be a part of my circle, always be a part of my life, man. You know, he's had his ups and downs like we all do, but I'm there. I'm right there for him. You know, he calls me, he needs something. Bam, I'm there because, you know, he, he has been there for me. You know what I mean? Like without, without, if I need, if I, if I drive down, I'm tired. I need a place to stay. Doors always open. You know what I mean? Like I go there right now. Don't knock on the door, walk in. It's like family. Hey, like what's good? Like, and he's always been that way, man. Like I'm. Um, My brother loves you. Oh man, he. Whole <laughs> family loves you. I love you. Right, he's great. You know, so yeah. it's it's real people. You know, 
you know, Cherry, you're, you're definitely one of the realest ones I've met. And I, I didn't even, so when I first met you, I didn't even, I remember he told me, he was like, hey, my sister coming over. You know, she, um, she, she want to put you in, a, she, she got a movie for you. And that she wanted that she wanted to put you in, you know. I said for real. I said who? He was like, yeah, you know, Cherry. I said, well, well, well who? Like, who's that? It's like, who, who's that? Let me know. He says, oh, you gotta know my sister. Pulls it up. I'm like, wait a minute. I said, dude, um, she's been in everything. Punky Brewster. He's like, yeah. I start naming shows. I said, this your sister, Boisha. Boisha. He's like, yeah. I said, wait a minute. Hold on, man. You you lying? He said she gonna be here in 15 minutes. I said, oh, snap. <laughs> Short enough. Who come, Courtney? Who comes through the door? Like, you would think. See, people got to understand this, man. You, Cherry's been working for years. She's, she's done the huge series and, and, and movies and produce. So when someone like that walks in the door, who's, a, who's just a, reg, like a regular human being, at first, you don't know how to react because someone's coming in that you have seen, you know, in the industry, you've seen on film, you've seen on TV. I'm what do so you say to this? I'm so embarrassed. And I wouldn't say, you know, I would say this to anyone. What do you say to someone who walks in the door and they like, <laughs> what's up? Like, just regular, like, how y'all doing? What's going on? Like, hey, brother, like, just knowing everybody. I'm like, Oh, I'm so embarrassed because I probably walked in hella ghetto. Hair was probably crazy. I'm going to my brother's house. <laughs> Man, she walked in so chill, so cool, and was so real. Just my mind was just like, damn. So this is this is what it is like. And then after, you know, meeting her, she was straightforward. Like, hey, look, I want to rock with you. I want you in this film send me the email, I'm going to send you the script, let me know what you think. If you like it, you good, you on, we're going to shoot two weeks, blah, 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 woo, woo, woo. I'm like, damn, <laughs> yeah, like, like that. <laughs> and then from there, I told Twan, I said, Twan, hey, your sister, man, like, whatever she doing, I'm doing. Like, because she just so down to earth and cool, like, I'm going to fuck with her. Like, it goes down. He's like, okay, yeah, cool, like, do what she told you to do, like, read the script, man, get back her, blah, blah, blah. Courtney, sure enough, the film that I was going to do, at the time I was contracted through the soap, the Bow and the Beautiful soap. So, by the, you know, I read it. I'm like, yeah, I'll rock it. I'll do it. I had to get permission from CBS at the time to, be, to go shoot with, with Cherry and them for two weeks. And even then when I knew that they, they were tripping with the schedule, what have you, they wouldn't really release me. She was like, no, look, you give me two days, I'll shoot you out. <laughs> I'm like, damn. I, w- I wanted him bad. <laughs> you can do that? Courtney, I didn't even know you can do that. I didn't know you could shoot someone out. You're like, I didn't know that. Yeah, and I, sure I enough, man, I just, what does shoot someone out mean? Show me, tell me what that means. I would rearrange my schedule to accommodate all the Texas scenes. And we would just shoot Texas out those two days. Shoot me out. And I went back to CBS. I said, man, look. I got to do this. She's going to shoot me out. Come on, man. Like, let me just knock this out right quick, please. And CBS, man, they, 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 just, they did not want, at that time, because I was still new to the soap world, they didn't want to let me out. Um, but and I tech, tell them. it's okay, because they say some people come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. 
the films that I shoot, I can't even afford your ass no more. But you're stuck with me for a lifetime. Yes. So I know I can get over. <laughs> I'm doing it. Yeah, you already know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So everything know. happens for a reason. Yeah, you already know. Something come up, I don't give a damn what the agents say. Oh, hey, man, I'm doing it. Okay. And, and guess what? I will still, if you give me two days, I will rearrange the schedule to go around Texas Battle and I will shoot you out. <laughs> shoot me out. I'll shoot you out. I love Texas for real because what you see is what you get. He's genuine, he's humble, he's sweet. He likes to eat, talk shit, play and have a good time. <laughs> right. And that's what we all right. about. Now, now I've on this show with Terry and we've interviewed uh, other females and Cherry herself, all she's been telling me about is these male groupies. Tell me about the female groupies. I need to tell me some story about female groupies. I know because you look like a brother that got them. Man, they they out there, man. So we we she ain't lying. I mean, yeah, she <laughs> Cherry would cut somebody out in a second when they come at her wrong. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like Negro, I said no. Like, what do you you think I need this? What, what are you doing? Like. But the, the best thing about traveling with them, though, is I get to hide behind them and they protect me. Texas will snatch me up in a minute and be like, leave my wife alone so I have to knock you out. And I'm so appreciative. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, they out there, Courtney. They exist, brother. Like, um, I've had, when I was on the soap, man, I've had, you know, several that would call up to the soap or they would, uh, they would write letters to us, uh, fan mail, whatever. I've had plenty of them that would say, hey, look, you know, we'll fly you out, we'll put you up or whatever. Like, just please take my daughter out to prom or, you know, what are you doing right now? Like, please, I want to have your babies. Like, you know, I'll fly you out. Um, I, I just, just, just impregnate me like crazy shit, man. You like, take on those trips, man? No, man, we can't do that. <laughs> my daughter to prom. That's why, I ain't, that's why I ain't built for this thing. See, we can't do that. Let me tell you how sweet Texas is. Texas, we were in Indianapolis. Mm. I don't know if you remember, we rode the bus, we went to the concert. When we came from the concert, there were extra people on the bus. Yes, yes. You remember that? Yes, I remember that, yes. I don't know what happened. I, I have no, I mean, I really don't know what happened. I know that it was me and, was it Tweet? Me and Tweet. Damn tweet, and, tweet did go that year. Yes, and there was a few other women on the bus, not a lot. But when we came back, there was a bunch of, and I'm just going to say, there was a bunch of bitches on the back of the bus. Tons, man. They, Everybody was turning around, looking at each other. I remember Flex Alexander was like, I'm not playing with these niggas. He was like, my computer got a virus. I'm scared of my life. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Yeah. Flex was like, move over, Cherry. I'm coming to sit next to you. I don't want no shit. He didn't want no shit. No, because you can get in trouble, Courtney, man, in these situations, brother. Yeah. So what you usually think would happen was the guys would all migrate to the back of the bus. Instead, what happened, the guys all migrated around us. All of a sudden, Texas and this whole boy is sitting there, Twan and his whole, and it was just like, they didn't want no shit. So when we got to the hotel, Everybody got straight on the elevators and went upstairs. And the girls, I don't know, like how they ever got home. I don't know. <laughs> but they left in the, the concert. That's crazy. That's so scary. That's so scary. My man, they'll come. Like, so the hotel, 
so Amp Harris runs the event, right? And it, it is a great event to be around. You know, you got two, two and a half days of just being around your friends and it's, it is a fun event, but it gets packed and it gets crowded. The hotel is a nice one, but you, and they supposed to have security, but see, that's Black Expo weekend also. So there's just a gang of niggas. Like there's just a, a hundred thousand out there strong and they can't secure everyone. So somehow some people will creep through and we up top. So when they, when they book the rooms, all the performers, the talent, that is me, Cherry and everybody, we're up top. The, everyone else can't book. There's certain floors, three or four floors that they keep open so they can keep everybody else down away from us. No, it don't matter, man. If they know where you are, you'll have people slide notes under the door, knock on the door, slide the number, trying to throw you pussy. Like, literally. Literally. <laughs> like, this, literally. They just want to be in the room with you. You got to annoy You got to avoid that, man. Like, it is hard. Especially if we, remember, we had a couple of times, though, we have artists. And when the artists come that's popping at that time, it's also a wrap. Oh, man, it's, yeah, it's crazy. She ain't lying. <laughs> but you guys are good guys. Yes. Like, we, 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 we protect each other. Yeah, absolutely. I'll turn around in the club and I'll be like, oh, they're like, no, come on, we're going home. We out of here. <laughs> They thirsty, man. Everybody want to be in the VIP. Courtney, they put us in the VIP, you know, and, and they do take care of the talent. You know, they'll bring the bottles or whatever. People yeah. chill. But you got everyone, these, I don't even know how they get in the damn VIP, but they do. They be getting in the VIP. Let me tell you how they get in the VIP. I'm how they get in the VIP? See, I was on the road with, with those guys, and I had one job, and I just find talents. And it's a and it's a power. It's it's power behind this thing right here. Looking yeah. out, the, looking out in the crowd, be like, "Hey, yo!" And and you can tell somebody to come here. Like, hey, hey, security. She cool. Let her in. Done. So we need to know who these dudes is. Yeah, <laughs> man. So it's like Courtney got inside. Yeah, exactly. 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 Next thing you know, your whole VIP section is flooded. we like, who are these people? <laughs> because I was with the girl. The guys were whispering in my ear, is she with you? Is she with you? Yes. You was yeah. the only girl, like, you was the only girl that was with us when we get, is she, she, she with you? Is that your own girl? I'd be like, I don't know them girls. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's how they got back. So that's how we got back there. See, well, see, see, Cherry, now we know the inside scoop or how they get back there. Yeah. Uh -huh. People like Courtney. <laughs> so look, I'm talk Actually, that wasn't Courtney. That was a, the old me. The old okay. okay. He, he married with children now. He ain't allowed out the house. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> right. This is Cherry's World. You can bend and squeeze and switch and squash and toss it. It's a stress phone. Scan it for some healing motivation through the ceiling. You can bend and squeeze and switch and squash and toss it. It's a stress phone. Scan it for some healing motivation through the ceiling. You can get yours today at stressphone.com. And by the way, the stress phone is a black owned business. And so I just said earlier that I can no longer afford Texas Battle. Like right now, you know, I'm just not producing movies in his caliber. Oh, <laughs> I'm super proud of him. Can you tell us about Hard Kill? Yes. So Hard Kill, believe it or not, is my, I don't know if it's my third or it's my fourth movie with Bruce Willis. Um, and how that came about, man. The first movie I did with Bruce Willis was a, was a movie called Marauders in 2015. Uh, I was small supporting um, 
but I did my thing. Um, it wasn't with Bruce, it was with other actors and so forth. Um, and then I did another one, the second one, they brought me back, which was, you know, now a small, it was, it was a lead, but it wasn't one of the, not one of the big leagues, but like fifth on the call sheet. And then- um, That's good. I did, that's good. So then I did well on that one. Then after that one, I guess they just, the producer like, you know what? Like, it's like one of those things, Courtney, we talked about before, man, you do your job and they like you, you're a good guy. Then they start throwing, you know, movies your way. So like Cherry said, you know, I would literally, they would throw me a movie every what six months um and and just read the script if you like the character then you're on board type of thing oh we love those man oh, no audition <laughs> yes i'm doing it so hard kill comes around where i'm thirdly now now they trust me a little bit more so now i got a lot more meat um and basically according to what that means man like on a call sheet it means you're in cherry would i say importance or Okay, so let's check it out. Bruce Willis is probably number one. Number one. On a call sheet. Who's number two? Jesse Metcalf. <laughs> okay, Jesse Metcalf. And number three? Texas Battle. That's why I can't afford his ass no more. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, like to know, to know, like when I saw the previews and I see this and Texas is number three, that's a dream come true. I'm, I'm a fat you know, country mama crying and screaming and jumping in the air. That's my baby. That's, my, that's the dream. Yeah. It, it so, did feel good to, to finally, Courtney, in this business, man, for us, especially, you know, as African-Americans, man, you know, it's not, it, it is hard, like she's saying, to be able to get up on that call sheet. Uh, and, you know, even if you do a black film, you know, or anything like that, you still want to be up there because it shows that, your worth and it means that you you are a very significant part of a project when you're up that high um so when that movie came to me and i read it i'm like okay cool um we're gonna do hard kill i had a lot of dialogue in it a lot of meat you know i'm, I'm from the beginning to the end brother um hard kill is one of those movies where you, my character fox like you don't know which side i'm leaning on um we're trying to basically get this device from Bruce Willis' daughter who's been kidnapped by the mercenary. So, and there's twist inside of this whole, you know, when the movie's going, it's, it's, there's a twist and you treat, you're trying to figure out this twist. And Jesse is hired by me, um, cause he's an ex-military to come in and help me to get this so-called device. It just so happens that, you know, even though me and Jesse characters are like brothers, Bruce, who I work for is my boss, I got to come up with some decisions, man. And uh, that's where you, that's where the, the, for me, that's where the meat was. Cause I have to play both sides. I never played a character like this before. So I was excited to do so. So it's one of those action, you know, one of them popcorn movies, man, bubblegum, popcorn movies, action from the beginning to the end uh, with a little twist, you know, I'll bring a little, little, little Texas spice on in there. And then um, we hope for the best. We hope that it gets streamed well. Um, it's going to be in drive through theaters, you know, starting August 28th. It's on VOD August 25th, and um, we'll see how it goes. drive through theaters. Hey, I, I heard they were uh, making, like, a huge comeback. Like, I remember when I was growing up, there was a whole bunch of them. Now I just know two of them in the Chicagoland area, but I heard they're actually building more because of the COVID, you know, put more people going to be in there. So how do you think COVID uh, – everybody talks about the negatives, so. With COVID, how do you think it's going to uh, impact 
y'all career, both of you guys, uh, any positive thing you can see that can happen with you guys? Well, for me, um, it's impacted a lot, man. Like it, it's, we were, we were supposed to, like I was in a pre-production stage for, Carrie, I was in a pre-production stage for a studio film um, in April. And Courtney, when I say studio, see, she knows, stu- man, brother, we, we, we dream of st- studio films, right? Because they'll pay you what you're worth. <laughs> so I was in a pre-production stage of a film that I was going to do, signed up for, um, five months. You know, it's, a, it's based off a true story. So it's, a, it's a, the tanks, you know, the real troops that went over to Afghanistan and you know, when, when Assam Hussein, when they, when they went over there and they, they brought down his statue and all that stuff, well, there was 98 American troops that were ordered to control that situation. It don't get talked about a lot, but they were making a movie about that. And Simon West is one of the direct, well, he's the director on it and the producer. And um, yeah, man, that was going to be shot. I don't know what's going on with it now. I, I know it's been on the back burner. So that hurt because I wasn't a pay or play. You know, I'm not, I'm not an A-lister like that to get paid or play. <laughs> He's number three all sheets. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> right, but they, you know, at that negotiation at that time, it, yeah, right, right? You, you would think so. But if it comes back around, which they are, they, they still trying to make it. It's not dead in the water. They're trying to come back around. But due to COVID, that kind of, you know, hurt that studio film at the time it's on pause right now so now i'm still auditioning you know you got your indies you got shows that are slowly trying to come back now um but everyone is not back yet people are slowly trying to get back with this whole covid you know safety protocols and testing and so forth so um it's been a situation i don't know what the future lies for us for me and cherry but um I think we're going to be okay once everyone starts shooting and this damn vaccine happens, but I don't know. Oh, so, okay. You said once this vaccine happens. Right. So if there's a vaccine, will you take it? No, I'm not taking a damn thing. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to know, like, you were like, once this vaccine happens, because, bruh, they ain't sticking me either. I'm scared. And the truth is, I think the three of us, have probably well maybe not you cherry but i don't i can't speak for you either but i probably have already had it and don't even know you know oh covid i think i got it when i came back from california last november um my whole family i think got it my mom and my daughter and i um leaving the airport wow yeah see i haven't had any symptoms or anything of that nature like i but a lot of people don't a lot of people don't I got a buddy right now, Chair. I forgot to tell you this. He has it. I'm sorry. Well, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but he has it right now. And the only reason why he knows he has it because he went and got tested because he just left Vegas. But he has no symptoms. He said, I just kind of feel tired, but I always feel tired when I leave. He got it from Vegas? Well, I mean, he was on the airport. He was on the airplane. He was in Vegas. Okay, so the reason why I just asked that is I was just offered a job. Remember I told you, Texas? Oh, I was offered a job in Vegas and I had to pass. And I passed because I was afraid to travel because of COVID. True. She, yeah, she did have a job. Yeah, she didn't want to travel on that. I'm like, see, I would have traveled. But I understand where she's coming from, too. See, she, you got, you got, you know, you got responsibilities, man. I get it. I, you travel. You don't just travel by yourself, Cherry. So I, I, I No. 
my no. child and my mom come with me and I don't, I'm not comfortable leaving my daughter behind. And that was like, I had to call Texas as a confidant and be like, yo, <laughs> help me make it okay that I passed on her job. <laughs> she, she brought that up fast too. I'm like, ooh, but I didn't it, know the situation. So. Yeah. It was an offer too. And it was one of those, when Texas said, when they send you the script and they say, let us know if you like it. Oh, that means she got it. She, they just waiting for her answer. So yeah, it wouldn't have been a way if you could have got like stayed in the in the room in the hotel room. They would have made sure. I don't know. I have to get on the airplane. Yeah, that's the that's the airport. The thing is airplane. Yeah, they, you're right. Yeah. They they once she's once she's once she's here, yeah. they they gonna take care of it. Of course, you know whatever they have to do to make sure she's comfortable. But yeah. not through the airport. Like she still got to go through the airport and sit on the airplane and all that stuff. So yeah, I get it, but. I don't know, Chad. What do you think? Like he, well, Courtney was asking. I mean, how 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 are we looking for the future? I think we're up in the air, you know. Until people, I think that if and I hate to say this, and I know people will be upset with me, but if we would have shut down the way Italy shut down, yeah. if people were really getting the help and shut those doors, except for our essential workers, for thirty days, it'll be over. But motherfuckers can't stay home. They want to throw parties. Oh, I got to go to the grocery. You're going to grocery store five and six. You're going to grocery store more now than you ever did before. Yeah. Just because you want to go somewhere. I think you're right, Chad. I think you had to take you had to take that very serious, like a real, real shutdown. Not no half-ass shutdown. Not a part. You had to do a real shutdown. Mm-hmm. That's the only way you, you can. Yeah, you can't leave room for error. And there was too much room for error. Stay home. Stay safe. Mm-hmm. People still out to eat with their homies. It's my birthday. I'm not gonna miss my motherfucker. You fifty. You gotta go out and celebrate your birthday. <laughs> right, right, right. But no, still- if they were gonna do that. They should have did that when it first popped off. Then when it first happened, right? Yes, when it first popped off, they should have shut down our country. Period. No flights. If you're already in a hotel, I'm sorry, your hotel stay is taken care of because you're stuck. Right. It is what it is. You stay home. There's no option. You stay home for thirty days, and we could have all went on about our business now. Right. It's just now people, yeah. See, the Amer- the the regular American don't don't like to be told what to do, so <laughs> that's the that's the situation. Yeah, exactly. So you can't do it. you can't do it now because now some people are like it's a hoax and all that. But if you can't do it now. if you would have got it in January, you know, right when people were still kind of scared and and didn't understand it, didn't know anything, that's the perfect time. But when you got people thinking they know, I know what's going on and all that. You know, and then I heard something else. We might not be able to use this, but like they said, if we would have shut down the country in January, Kobe Bryant would still be alive. And you, know, oh man, I don't know. Somebody just said that. That that really messed up. <laughs> right. Oh. This is Cherry's world. Some girls do, some girls don't. Some girls will, some girls won't. Some girls quit, some girls try. But let me tell you about one that's fly. I met this pretty thing named Kate. She was locked up for moving weight. Reading is how she escapes. Her favorite rap is Snoop Dogg and Drake. I just want to take her on a date. Grab a double-double fries and a shake. Excited about her release date. You can find you a soul inmate. Being single doesn't have to be a life sentence.
some of the gorgeous ladies on incarceratedbeauties.com and find your soul in me now. This is Cherry's World. I, I think the only way, I hate to say this because I don't want to have to do it, <laughs> but the only way at this point until the end of the year we know that we're going to be safe is if entertainment kind of takes on the NBA model mm. and if we're stuck in a hub. I don't mind that. As long as I'm working, man, I just want to work. Yeah. I'm with I you. Care. I can, you. Look, put me, look, man, this is what they do. Every production usually puts you up and it's supposed to be a five-star hotel. If it's not a five-star around the area, they're going to find you a pretty nice hotel. Producers will do that. They give you your per diem. You stay inside. You only go to set when it's time to work, period. That's fine with me. I don't, man, just, I just want to be on set to shoot, brother. I just love to make character come to life. That's it. Yeah. So Yeah. As long as I could bring my little one oh, and my cool. watcher, I'd be okay with it. Because like you, I want to work. You want to work. And, they, and they'll pay for that. They'll be like, okay, well, we got to pay for our moms and the kid. No problem. All right, that's three first-class tickets. Go ahead and send that out. Like, they'll do stuff like that, man. So, yeah, especially Punky. Punky's amazing. Hmm. I mean, they, we'll see what happens then because productions are supposed to start shooting at the end of this month, August, around the corner. And some of those, if things go right because you got a couple out there that are, that are going to be the test models. Right. <laughs> if we don't get no COVID, and if we don't get no shutdowns, I think we'll be okay. But if one person comes down with it, Jerry's right, they're going to shut it down. Mm-hmm. Everything. Everyone. Everyone. And then there won't be no work department until 2021. So we'll see. Hey, It's um, it kind of scary, though. What's your subject? Who do people say that you look like like who do you always get like and you man before early in my career i was people thought that me and michael ely were brothers i was getting ready to go to wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute i've got to say pause i've got the opportunity to meet michael ely i know This, I'm not saying like as in like you know status or anything, but okay. my my size, <laughs> Texas is not. Yeah, right. Like I, I, that's what I don't. You know, Courtney, when that came to me, I was like, okay, wait a minute. Like we are two different bodies. I'm tall and I'm athletic built. I'm big. Like I'm, you He's know, I got muscle. Yeah. <laughs> like me. He's small. You know. Yeah, he's small, man. He's small. He don't he don't lift like that. Like he, that's his thing. Like he he don't he don't hit that gym on a lift type level. He's on the diet type level, or whatever. And he's short. Yeah, and he's and he's a short guy. Um, and then recently, you know, when when I went through a period, see, so my I can go up and down, Courtney. You know, I can gain weight, I can lose weight, I go up and down because sometimes I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna eat what I want to eat. I don't give a shit. So. When I get on the <laughs> COVID, boy, I got to do something with these before I go back. Hey. waistline back down, cause <laughs> you know. So when I did the whole COVID thing and I was going up, I get the, some people go, "Oh wow, like you know, you resemble because you know Anthony Anderson lost weight, so now it's like hey, you, do, you remind me of Anthony Anderson." I'm like, "No, come on, man." 
Look, look at the face. <laughs> right, Cherry? That's, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, come on now. Like, y'all, y'all going too far. Yeah. Never. Okay, like, you know what they're telling me? You like skin. That's all I hear. I, I hear like skin. That don't look like somebody else. I'm angry. <laughs> Come on. Not that there's anything wrong with Anthony Anderson. Not that there's anything wrong. Right, of course not. Right. It just, that's not what you look like. You know what? Question. You are taller than the average actor. Yes. Right? Yes. Do you find that as like a hurdle in the industry? Because I know even me, and I'm short compared to you, but I'm tall compared to a lot of other women and yeah. some of the men. I don't get hired for some job because they're like, uh, you can't be his girlfriend. True. That works. And you know what, Cherry? I don't like when they ask me, you know, this is when we used to go in for auditions. So how tall are you again? And oh, can you state that on camera? For what? Right. Why? You, all you're going to do is you're going you're to say, nope, he's too tall. You're not even going to look at the freaking audition because you're going to see my slate first. My slate, hey, this is Texas Battle with Innovative Artists reading for the role of Fox. I'm 6'2". They're going to hear that and be like, oh, well, damn, our lead is 5'5". Five, five. Um, so, you know, I lie about my height, and I probably shouldn't say that. I'm 5'7 in real life. Right. But if I fill out, like, a size card or I go for an audition, I mean, I'm 5'7", but I'm, like, I'm 5'5 five, five and a half. So I look around the room, I'll be like, I'm 5'6". I take that extra inch off. Yeah. I had to go in and say I'm 5'7". Because they'd be like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. 5'7 right. is considered tall for a woman? In the industry, yeah, because they're like 5'2". Right. And they want, they want a height difference between you and the man, and the men are like 5'5", five, 5'6". Five, five, Wait, wait, wait. Who was who 5'5 five, five and 5'6 five, in, in acting other than Kevin Hart? Tom Cruise is not too... Tom Cruise uh, is short. He's like 5'7, five, 5'6, five, 5'7. Five, five, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, K. Hart is shorter than that, brother. K. Hart like 5'1, five, 5'2 five, or something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can do this. I told you I didn't get a job because I was winning to play Kevin Hart's girlfriend and it's before he married a model. Right. Um, before everybody knew who Kevin Hart was, and they were just like, I don't know. I was like, put him on the Apple box. That's all you got to do do to Tom Cruise. Right, this is my fourth callback. Like, put him on the Apple box, give me the job. (laughs) See, at that point, Courtney, what she said, she said fourth callback. Come on now. At that time, a fourth callback, and you don't get hired because, that's just petty. Like, they know that already. Look, I, I do one, that's cool. Even two, cool. Three, four? Come on now. Come on. These people. It's not my fault he's short. Give me the job. Exactly. <laughs> it's not your fault. It's not my fault. I didn't. Wow. Yeah. It's real, man. Like, you know, when you, when you, when you get not, not cast because of your height, then, then that's a problem because, like Cherry said, you can easily do Apple Box. You know, <clears throat> they can shoot it differently also now. So, it's sit me down, stand him up. Mm-hmm. You right? Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> before we lose you, Texas, please tell us about your foundation. The Texas Battle Foundation is something that is very dear and close to my heart. Um, I would encourage everyone to go to www.texasbattlefoundation.org. Um, 
it's a foundation that I started in 2014. I did a job, I did a TV series called Safe. And I was in Cape Town, South Africa for six months. And while I was out there, I was at lunch. Uh, we just had our, our read through for one of the episodes. And I was at lunch on Camps Bay. Camps Bay is like our Malibu out there in Cali. So I was sitting there and I'm eating lunch and I hear this drum, you know, and I hear the singing. I'm like, whoa, hold on, what's that? So they were coming on down and it was like seven of them in these red little, you know, dresses or whatever. And they were dancing and playing the drum. And that drum is very unique, man, how they get down and play in South Africa. And I asked the lady that was there watching the kids, I'm like, what you raising money for? She was like, for techies. I'm like, what is techies? I don't know what that is. And she was like, oh no, we're, they're for shoes. I said, oh snap, okay. So then I looked down at the kids' feet and sure enough, I'm like, oh dang. I say, I see now what you're, what you're you know, dancing for. I said, you know what, forget that. Instead of me giving you money, I said, you guys come with me. I went over to the hotel we were staying at and I told the driver, bring the van. We're going to go to the mall so i took them all to the mall that was close to the to the to the hotel i just bought them all techies man like no we're going to go ahead and we're going to put these shoes on your feet because i see how your feet is right now you shouldn't be dancing like that on the street and then i just fell in love man with with the kids and what they what they meant i went to their township like and that was an eye-opener like later that night I, I dropped them off home because i didn't want them getting on the bus it was getting late i stayed with them like for three or four hours and knew their names and and uh, I was learning Tosa, you know, the language of, you know, uh, what they spoke. Took them to the township, brother. That opened my eyes up, man. Saw these kids, how they lived and, you know, the water situation, the food and supply and how they stuff in one little shack. And I said, no, nah, I, I, I have to do something. So that touched me, man. And then after that, about um, six months later, I said, what can I do more to help these children of South Africa? So I started the MPO. And then from there, now, you know, 133 kids strong, um, we, we help with, you know, the food supply, clothes, you know, transportation for, to school, uniforms, um, electricity, uh, food vouchers. Um, we, put them, we took a lot of the families out of the shacks where they stay in and we, we, we built like these little, these little uh, like, what do we call them? <laughs> like little homes, like one bedroom, up and down uh, units. So we start building those for take these families out of this area, put them in better areas, take them out of these schools that are not really, you know, focusing on education and put them in better schools so they can actually learn better. So we've been doing that. And um, it's just been a blessing in the skies, man. I, I love those kids. So now the Texas Battle Foundation, not only are we doing those things, we have DMWT, Don't Mess With Texas Soccer, Soccer Club. I have my 15-year-olds, my 16-year-olds, my 18s. Uh, my 12-year-olds playing. I have the uh, S, um, uh, PYDs, Proud Young Star Dancers. They dance. <laughs> so we got them involved too. So yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those things now where it's grown. And um, I'm excited for it. You know, I, I go to South Africa at least once or twice a year, stay out there for a month or so. Um, we got a drama class. Oh, Cherry, we need to bring you out because... I, I was just going to say, next time you go, if I'm not working, COVID's over, I would love to go. Oh, that would be a blessing in disguise because they they watch TV, they watch film. You know, they get it late, but they will know exactly. And they will swarm to you and oh. want all your love and, and attention oh. and... And they're they're like sponges, you know. They want to they want to learn more, you know what I mean. So yes, we're gonna do that. 
Um, I love it. I, I keep telling my daughter I'm going to take her anyway. And I'm kind of like, I would like to go with somebody who knows, you know, the air, so I'd be safe. Oh, <laughs> out, so out there, Courtney, so out there, I didn't know this until I was shooting out there. Out there, I'm considered, I wouldn't say Tom Cruise status. I'm considered as, I, I, I'm an A-lister out there because they know exactly what bold and beautiful is and they watch the show all the time. So they will, yeah. they will swarm to me. Like I don't have to pay for food when I go to restaurants and things of that nature. So They watched the movie that you were supposed to do with me in Africa. Yes! I'm like, wow, really? Yes, see? And yeah. did you know that was going to play out there? Like, did, did, you, did, they, did they approve that? See, they, they didn't approve that with you. <laughs> I had no, but, but I'm okay with it. Right. I'm okay with it, but no, I had no idea. No idea. And, and, she, and she's the producer of her own film, and they didn't tell her that it was going to be aired in South Africa. You see how people be? <laughs> they just, they do what they want to do. Dude. They, they do what they want to do. When that pink slip comes in with your check, you're like, Switzerland? New Zealand, the Netherlands. Right. Wow, Germany, South Africa. Right. That's when I'll find out when everybody else does. I just yeah. wish those I just wish those checks were a little higher. That's all. They they, yeah. they get small. You know, I, which is fine, like you said, but can can we get a little higher? <laughs> but it throws me like you're in a, and you know that it's different when I say pink, those are foreign royalties. Foreign residuals. They're American royalties. So when you get a pink one, you always turn on. Right. Where did that come from? Right, right. I get, those, then, I get those every time, you know, Coach Carter and some of these other movies that, you know, I've done, they'll come in and you go, oh, okay, cool. Like she said or earlier, Courtney, Germany, Switzerland, they just be small, man. They're not like regular residuals. Regular residuals, like, okay, cool. Nah, the foreign overseas, if you get a $100 overseas foreign, you're doing something. Because <laughs> it's like, it's been like 50 different territories. <laughs> right, right. Three sixty nine, nine ninety nine. It's <laughs> so like it's some grocery money, right? Gas money. Yeah, but you ain't paying no mortgage or rent or nothing like that. No, not on them. No. <laughs> guys teaching me so much, man. Wow. <laughs> oh man, yeah. This oh. industry. It has. It's good to be in it. It has its good. It has its ups and its downs. You just got to know that. You know, it's not a race. You know what I mean? Like, and a couple of cats that we that. That, that come from Coach Carter that we have, you know, worked with that have made it to A-list status, you know, th their lives have, are, are transitioned very differently. Mm -hmm. um, they're going through things now because they, they didn't take the advice from others growing up. See, some can't handle it so fast, Courtney. Like, you can't throw someone to be a superstar so fast. They, they have to be able to, 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 because see, Hollywood wants you, if you do one hit, Hollywood wants you to do another one and then another one and then another one. Sometimes that doesn't always happen. And you got to be very selective in the jobs that you pick too, because that can also hurt you. So it's not your fault if you do a movie for a paycheck and the job's horrible. Trust me, I've done some. It's not, it's not your job. Right. But they hold it against you like, like you had everything to do with everything. Like I was the sound person. You the camera person. I only do one job, man. <laughs> but the world doesn't know that or see that. No. No. So yeah, you have to be very careful. You just have to be careful what you choose and what you do. You know, hopefully, you know, you do some of those for that paycheck. They don't get seen. <laughs> we be praying when you take the jobs and don't know. <laughs> right, you just put it out there, be like, ooh, I hope they don't see that one. But you know what? I have to get that check. Because at the end of the day, it's a job. At the end of the day, it's a job.
you are kicking ass doing your job. Yes, man. And I am Thank so you. proud. Congrats, salute. Yes. Trying to stay out here, brother, and trying to keep it positive and keep on moving. Okay. I still got a lot to do, man. Like, I, yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm happy to be working and being able to say, you know, I act for a living. But uh, have, I, have I got to that point, like that, that one job, like to put you over yet? No, I haven't did that yet. So I know it's, it's coming, which is good. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I just want, I just need you to do me one big favor. Of course. When you get it, just just go ahead and take a picture and send it to me in a call sheet, okay? Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I support everything you do. I will forever support everything you do. I love you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank That's you guys for having me. Really appreciate, appreciate that, Courtney. I really do. Sure. Amazing. Next movie, we want you back. Done. Especially if it's going to be this big studio. Oh, I'm there. Especially when. 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 Love you, baby. Love you guys too. Thanks again. Appreciate it. Welcome to Cherry's World. Brought to you by Less Is More Events. Get Lime. Lime. Some girls do, some girls don't. Some girls will, some girls won't. Some girls quit, some girls try. But let me tell you about one that's fly. I met this pretty thing named Kate. She was locked up for moving weight. Reading is how she escapes. Her favorite rapper Snoop Dogg and Drake. I just want to take her on a date. Grab a double-double fries and a shake. Excited about her release date. You can find you a soul inmate. credit card bill.